Today's episode of A Year of Crime, as reported in the newspapers of West Tennessee, is from the Milan Exchange, dated the 16th of January, 1886. Please note that some articles use language considered offensive by today's standards. The first article is titled, The Shoplifter's Muff, an ingenious and successful device for concealing stolen goods. The French muff is the latest device of the female shoplifter, and by those familiar with its construction and perfect adaptability to its business, it is conceded to be the neatest thing known. The holiday period is the choicest season of the year for the shoplifter, but it has been shorn of a large share of its profits by alert floor walkers who have become perfectly familiar with the warehouse dresses and cloaks of the professionals. Until the advent of the French muff, the ladies who lived by picking up valuable laces, silks, and fancy articles in the large stores had no particular comfort in their calling. But with the new device, they have been able to reap a harvest despite the lynx-eyed professional counter-watchers. The shoplifter's muff is, outwardly, above suspicion, there being nothing about it to betray its capacity for concealing plunder. It is covered with any kind of fur, just as the honest muffs are, with the significant exception that instead of being padded with cotton, the fur rests upon a framework of wire. Between the fur covering and the wire supporting frame, the space usually filled with cotton is left vacant, thus providing accommodation for quite a stock of valuable lace, articles of jewelry, gloves, or anything else small and valuable. The appearance of this thief's assistant is shown in the following cut, which presents a sectional view of one after the fur has been stripped from it. And the article here has a little drawing of the French muff. In the bottom of the muff, there is a small slide on the inside worked by the hand of the wearer, who, after introducing the article stolen into the muff, presses back this slide and drops the plunder into the cavity between the frame and the fur. With one of these muffs, shoplifting is so easy as to be successfully practiced by novices as not one store walker in a thousand would suspect that his counters could be worked through a muff worn as these are when in action. The operator rests her hand with the muff on it on the goods which she proposes to sample, and a moment of diverted attention on the part of the salesman or saleswoman is ample for her to transfer to her ingenious warehouse such samples as she can conveniently and quickly pick up with one hand. The movement of concealing the stolen articles is instantaneously executed, and however well the muff may be stuffed, it cannot be bulged out to attract attention like a cloak or a dress. And this article is from the Chicago News. And moving on to other articles, charges of bribery and corruption have been published against Senator Payne of Ohio in bribing members to vote for him when he was elected senator. If true, let him be promptly expelled. The Democratic Party will be better off without him in the Senate. Deputy Sheriff Patterson of Henry County, while arresting some drunken Negroes last Friday at Danville, shot and killed one Wash Woods in self-defense. Joshua Ward, aged 50 years, and Fritz Smith, aged 40 years, while in a difficulty last Saturday at Memphis, the latter was stabbed by the former in the left lung with a borrow knife and has since died. H.C. Adams, a good citizen living near Ashland City, was murdered and robbed while drunk by Wash Simmons, proprietor of a country grocery. 
After hearing the evidence against him, Simmons confessed the crime but claimed that it was done in self-defense. Lucinda Thomas, colored, was froze to death at Jackson Saturday night. Letitia Weaver, a colored girl of Jackson, was so badly burned Monday by her clothes catching fire that she will die. Sumner County is greatly troubled by a gang of horse and mule thieves who have gotten away with considerable property. Governor Bate commuted the sentence of William Spence, who was serving a life sentence in the penitentiary for murdering Edward S. Wheat, his son-in-law, to five years from this date. Spence will be 80 years of age when released from prison. Governor Bate has also pardoned J.A. Mullen on the condition that he does not get drunk again. Alamo Sentinel Some mean scoundrel broke into the residence of old Aunt Susan Haley, colored, an honest, energetic old washerwoman, while she was at church and stole about $30 in money from her about all she had. Just before she started to church, she put her money in a straw bed and thought, of course, it was safe. But the thief was undoubtedly watching her, so as soon as she left, he broke in and secured her money. And our last article shows that history does repeat itself. The Charleston, South Carolina Presbytery has declared Dr. James Woodrow unfit to teach in the theological seminary because he believed in evolution. Our next episode reveals how difficult it can be to access historical newspapers during a pandemic. We'll be back in five days on January the 21st with news from the Pulaski Citizen.